listening to the international hit show, The Baby Names Podcast. And here are your hosts, the Moss Sisters. I'm Jennifer Moss. And I'm Mallory Moss. And we're the founders of babynames.com. And we are sisters too. We are. Our first segment is always interesting names we found since last episode. And what do you got, Mal? I have a friend who just named her baby Amiri Zakai. Mm. I feel both of these names could be for either gender. Zakai is a great alternative to Kai. So it's Z-A-K-A-I. We don't have that name in our database, but we do have Zakia, which is very close to it. Z-A-K-I-Y-A. Amiri is an Arabic name for princely. What I like about this is that you can use Amiri instead of Prince, which seems to have taken over lately in the title names. I like Amiri and Zakai. I'm going to have to look up Zakai and get that into the database. Please do. My name of the week is Adi, A-A-D-I, because it's the very first name alphabetically in our database. (laughs) (laughs) It's a female French name, meaning beginning, or a male Sanskrit name, a diminutive of Aditya, meaning belonging to the god Aditi. It would be a name for the multiple Hindu gods who are the children of Aditi. So I think Adi, even though it sounds kind of like oddity, maybe you can say Adi, but then in the Midwest it would be Addy. <laughs> Addy. <laughs> but I think it would be cool, like, especially if your last name was Aaron, so you'd have the two A's in the first name and the two A's in the last name, and then be at the top of every list. Yeah, absolutely. So our topic of the week so exciting, is the top names from the last 100 years. So what I did was I went to the Social Security baby names list for the United States births, and I took the top 1,000 names from 1921 to 2020 so we can see what names have had longevity, what names have had the highest rank, and both. So the names with the most longevity, obviously, are the names that have been on the list all 100 years. And then I looked at the average rank, so the sum of the rank divided by the number of years they've been on the list, to show popularity. Okay. Now, obviously, we can't show longevity for names that have just recently popped on the list because we don't know. They might be on the list for the next 100 years, right? But we can show popularity, so names that have debuted high on the list. And when I say high, I mean low rank. So, obviously, the number one name is the highest. Right. So, we're going to list the top 20 in each, names that have been in the list of all 100 years and have had the lowest average rank. And now also keep in mind, we've said this before, that the social security list does not combine stats for homophonous names like Sarah with or without the H or Hannah, Aiden, Caden, Jaden have a million spellings each. Um, But we do on our site when we calculate the rankings, um, but they do not. So it might not necessarily represent which names were the most popular when you take all the spellings into consideration. So Mal, were you surprised at the top most popular names, the number one name in the last 100 years? No, not at all. Okay. So for boys, it was James, which, you know, makes perfect sense. Right. 
So James is one of those names that have been on the top of the list and has the lowest rank. So the most popular name with the lowest rank in on the girls' side is Elizabeth. So James had the average rank of 6.45 for all 100 years, which is crazy. Wow. And Elizabeth had an average rank of 14.71. So that's even, like, very popular. And I don't think I'm surprised at either one of those. I thought it might be Michael and Jennifer, but Jennifer didn't quite make it (laughs) all 100 years. Okay, so let's read off the 20 most popular names of the last 100 years. Why don't you take the men? Number one is James, then William, John, David, Michael, Joseph, Robert at number seven, Daniel, Thomas, Charles, Anthony, Richard at number 12, Andrew, Samuel, then Kenneth at 15. That was kind of surprising to me. Paul, Edward, George, Jack, and Benjamin. Yeah, Jack, because it's a nickname of John, that 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 was a given name and has been on for all 100 years. I think that's a little surprising for me. Exactly. And I think, you know, there is a few of them like that. Okay, I'll go over the top 20 girls' names. Number one, as we said, was Elizabeth. Then Mary, Sarah, Anna, Catherine, Margaret, our mother's name. Maria, Madison, Catherine, Nevaeh, (laughs) Rebecca, Kimberly, Samantha, Julia, Laura, Victoria, Jacqueline, or Jacqueline, Emily, Ashley, and Sarah. Now remember, these are not names that have been on the charts all 100 years, but the ones that have had the highest rank for the years that they've been on the charts. Now, the things that surprised me on the boys' side were, for all 100 years, Alfred. I mean, I don't know any babies born named Alfred. (laughs) Nelson Felix, which is getting a resurgence. Grady. I know a Grady. Lovely man, but I didn't know babies were being named Grady. Dexter. And then Raphael. But Raphael could have been a name from the Latinx community. Right. On the girls' side, what surprised me that have been on the charts for all 100 years are Gretchen, Melissa, because I kind of think of that as like a 70s name, Irene, Regina, Esther, and Josephine, which is one of our family names. Now, Jennifer only made it 78 years so far, and Mallory has only been on the charts for 38. So we've got a long way to go. Probably exactly since Family Ties came out. Exactly. For Mallory, <laughs> yes. Right. <laughs> you know, names for me that surprised me off the boys' list in that were, t- you know, higher up Brian? I didn't even know Brian was a name back in, you know, 1925. Yeah. There was Johnny and Joe. Now, I saw a TikTok, which was really interesting, um, from a screenwriter. And she was talking about the Tiffany effect. And what that means in script writing is that... You put something into the script that's true, but people wouldn't believe it. And it's called Mm. the Tiffany effect because 200, 300 years ago, 
there would be people named Tiffany because that name has been around for a long time. I actually did a TikTok about, I did a deep dive into the name Tiffany, so watch that TikTok. But if you name like a character in Downton Abbey Tiffany or even earlier, <laughs> like an outlander, people would be like, what? And it would take them out of the story because they would be, Tiffany wouldn't be popular way back then. Just because in pop culture, you think of it being an 80s name, you know? Right, exactly. So I thought that was really interesting. And it kind of relates to what you were saying is that you didn't know that this name went so far back. And unfortunately, you know, we don't have statistics of U.S. births prior to 1900. They don't publish it. But yeah, Tiffany goes back 300, 400 years because it comes from the Greek Theophania. So that's interesting. And I love data, but I can't analyze it all by myself. So I asked Onamast and longtime friend of the site, Dr. Cleveland Kent Evans, to help break down all these numbers and talk about how names trend. Dr. Evans is past president of the American Name Society, professor emeritus at Bellevue University, wrote three books on baby names, and has been our unofficial onomast in residence since our inception 26 years ago. It's April, so we just hit our 26th anniversary. Happy internet anniversary to us. 26. So anyway, here's Dr. Evans. Enjoy our name conversation. So you've been a part of our community and our and the babynames.com universe for the last 25, 26 years. And what I appreciate about you, Dr. Evans, is that, you know, you bring the academic and the learned and the trained mind to baby names because you're an onomast. Alexa, thank you very much. It's kind of like I have the street smarts and you have the learned smarts. <laughs> yeah. Because I've been working directly with the parents for 25 years, but you've got a higher knowledge of names and statistics. So when we look at this chart, which I'm also going to post for everybody to be able to follow along, as for the longevity on the boys' side, there's no surprise that the biblical names obviously take up a majority of the top 20. Why do you think that they've got such sticking power specifically for boys? Well, I think uh, the boys, boys, of course, in general, had more staying power. I mean, one of the things that I just uh, looked at this morning was that the difference between the boys and the, and the girls between the ones which have been on the list for the entire hundred years between 1920 and 20, there's a little over double the number of boys' names. Right. You know, you have 127 girls' names that have been on the list for the that entire century, but there's 262 boys' names mm-hmm. which have been on the list for the entire century. So part of it is just that uh, until very recently, I mean, I think this just has like started to change in the last 20 years. People were just much more traditional uh, in naming boys and much more likely to name boys after fathers or grandfathers, you know, than they than they were girls. Right. Yeah, that's you what know, I noticed, too. So because boys were named after the father, then the name just got propagated more than on the girl's side. Is that what you're saying? Yes. And the other thing you need to remember, of course, you look at Social Security, mm-hmm. is that the Social Security is working with 
what is the first name on the birth certificate. Mm -hmm. And there probably have been, partly because of this naming sons after ancestors, there probably have been a much higher percentage of boys who have been given a name uh, on the birth certificate, but always called by their middle name. I mean, my my niece's husband, his first name on his birth certificate is Thomas, but he's always been called by his middle name, Brian. His father and his grandfather are Thomas. He's not a junior because they all have different middle names. And he and his father are called by their middle names. <laughs> right. And I think it's a little more trendy nowadays, I'd say in the past 10, 20 years, to actually give somebody a nickname as a given name too. Mm-hmm. In the last 20, 30 years, people would use Jack rather than John. So they're more likely to give Charlie. I've seen trending rather than Charles. So that's that's an interesting trend as well. Yes. As, as a matter of fact, I think on Social Security, you know, everything about the Social Security list, that until the 19, sometime in the 1980s, um, you didn't get a social security number as an infant. Right. I didn't get a social security number until I got my first summer job as a teenager in about 1987. You know, I'm born in 1951. Right. Me too. Yeah, we didn't need it. So we didn't get a social security card. You're right. Until you were 16 and needed a job. Right. <laughs> and I, I think because of that, there ended up being, especially in the earlier generations, people who ended up go- getting into the social security data on a nickname instead of what was their actual birth certificate Mm. name. And the two boys' names, which I really think that has affected, are Joe and Bob. I mean, when I look at (laughs) actual birth certificates data that that I can get from actual birth certificates, I just don't see Joe and Bob Mm. as actual official names on birth certificates to any near where the extent they end up on the Social Security list, you know. Right. And uh, now Jack is a bit different. There always have been some Jacks that were Jack on the birth certificate. Mm-hmm. Although I'm sure in the early years, there's quite a few who were John originally who then became Jack by the time they got social security cards. But but Joe and Bob, I almost never see in a birth certificate, you know. Right. And I see Jimmy on the list, too, which would be kind of rare to name a child. But some of the names that surprised me that were 100 year names were like Keith. Gregory, Leo, and Melvin. Like, I can't believe there were 319 Melvins born in 2020. And I I would have to think that they were named after somebody in the family. Probably a lot of them. Yeah. (laughs) And so if we look on the girls' side, I see a lot of classic names that are still given today, obviously, like Sarah, Catherine, Victoria and Laura, which I consider like the somebody I think on the board said Laura is the little black dress of names like it goes with anything right (laughs) and it's always popular it never goes out of style yeah then the number two name is not so popular nowadays which is mary and what makes a name seem dated like mary or joyce Oh, uh, well, Mary is more dated than like the name you ended up with. Number one is Elizabeth, Elizabeth and Catherine. And, you know, your Catherine, if you had put the spellings together, you know, might even be number two, you know, on, yeah, on your, your probably list. higher. But um, the <clears throat> Elizabeth and Catherine, like, don't go out of style because they're the names that traditionally most women with them don't get called by the full thing. 
And it's like the mm. the nickname for it has ch- changes in every generation. Right. Like most Elizabeth, you know, of course, I'm born in 1951. You know, the Elizabeth's, my mother's age, born of a 1920s, 30s, and 40s, are all Bettys. You know? mm. Or Betsy? Or is Betsy more 50s? Well, B- Betsy actually is older, you know. Oh, wow. Betsy is like, Betsy's highest point was actually way back in the late 18th and early 19th century, mm. like Betsy Ross. Oh, know. right, right, yeah. Of course, Betty ended up being really popular, actually also was a birth certificate for him in the, in the 1920s and 30s. But then most Elizabeths my age seem to be Beth. Right, right, mine too. So when I calculated the average rank, there were some surprises. For example, Madison... That's been on the chart for 36 years. Yeah. And it had an average rank of 74.25, which made it the ninth most popular girl's name on this list. And then Nevaeh. Yes. <laughs> which was number 11 on the charts for only 20 years. Because what happens is they debut high. Uh, Nevaeh debuted at number 266. And in the next nine years, got to number 25. Now it's decreasing. But what will be the catalyst for a name that just jumps high on the charts, in your opinion or your experience? Oh, well, for, for something which isn't there at all before and then something becomes, becomes popular, um, it sort of has to sound like other things that are popular. I mean, one of the fascinating contrasts to me, and because the, the way you did the list where you only, you know, divided by the number of years they'd been on the list, mm-hmm. is, is to look at the difference in, in where Ava and Nevaeh end up, you know, on your list. Because, you know, your, your Nevaeh, you know, is like is number 11, you know, or 10 or 11 right. on, on, on your list. And Ava is back at 947, even though yeah. Ava, Ava has been in the, it's been in the, on the top, list for 90 years. It's been in the, the, the top 10, you know, since right. 2005. And it's been number three since 2016, you know, but, but then it's been on the year on the list for 90 years. But yeah, so it's but it's probably been on the hanging list down in the lower for ranks years. for a while. Yeah. You know, and ironically, I think Nevaeh was sort of able to jump up like it did because it sounded like Ava, you know. Oh, yeah. And again, when I talk to parents, and you talk to parents a lot more than I do, but I mean, the commonest phrase Mm -hmm. I hear when people say, what sort of a name are you looking for? They say, we want something that's different, but not too different. Right, exactly. And what that means is that something which has similar sounds to something which is really popular right now, if it suddenly gets a lot of publicity, then those are the things that can really leap up. And so mm-hmm. Nevaeh is an example of that, because when that Sonny Sandoval, the rock singer from P.O.D., was was on Cribs, you know, and showed off his infant daughter, Nevaeh, you know, the year she was born, there were there were like eight Nevaehs born in the entire country. And people know. are like, wow. Then he, then he gets on the TV and everybody hears that and says, oh, that's cool. That sounds like Ava, but it's not Ava, you know, <laughs> let's use it. But don't you think also because it has a, a little religious context too, because it is heaven spelled backward? Yes. A little extra layer in there. That's appealing. Oh, yeah. I think that certainly helped it. But but the sound was also a big 
part of it, you know. I... Yeah, the V names are just super popular, and it did kind of start with Ava. Especially the things with V in the middle. It's like the, mm -hmm. the, the v, initial V at the moment doesn't seem to be that big. I, I'll be violet, I guess, is really coming up. But also, like you said, the pop culture influence and like a celebrity at the time used the name that contributes to it and then the sound it sounds like Ava that contributes to it and then there's the religious context and yeah. so all of those kind of add to the popularity of a name right that that's right you know so yeah. it's so everything every, so it's everything but that's going on yeah and I noticed like um the name Aaliyah it hit the charts in 1994 at number 202 and that's the same year that the singer's debut album came out. Yes. And then the year she died, 2001, the name jumped from 211 to 96. Yes. So when you see a big debut or a big jump in rank, either up or down, does that usually indicate that there's some kind of pop culture catalyst or catalyst out in the real world that's affecting a name? Oh, yeah. I mean, I it, I am just sure that when something shoots up way, way quickly over the course of a year or two, that I mean, there just has to be something that's presenting it to people. You know, there, there should be some influence. I mean, there's a few things which have done that, and I still haven't been able to figure out from Google or whatever, you know, right. what it is. And you have a column that you write about names. Yes. Um, and you focus on a particular name and their popularity over the years. And you and I, I think we both love playing detective and trying to yes. figure out what made this name popular at a certain time of our timeline. For example, I was rewatching the movie Pretty Woman and like I had an epiphany because Julia Roberts' character's name was Vivian. Yes. And I'm like, is this how it came back on the charts? Because I didn't I thought it was Brad and Angelina's daughter Vivienne, but it did. It took a U-turn in 1990 and started rising and that was the year that the movie came out. And also a user reminded me that um, that was the same year the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air debuted also. Uh -huh. And Will's aunt was named Aunt Viv or Aunt Vivian as well. So it was kind of a double whammy. So and I just didn't even figure that out until this year when I was rewatching because I was yeah. like, how did Vivian get onto the charts? But that most surely was the two of those together, right? That, that's right. And and then you get what I guess what I call the Hollywood feedback loop. Yeah. Because you, you get names that, especially when you're talking about the revival names from the mm -hmm. past, is yeah. that highly educated people, people with college degrees, and especially people with advanced degrees, people who are doctors and lawyers, really... Uh, although everybody is looking for the different but not too different name, mm -hmm. the highly educated people have to find something that has a history in the past. You know, they don't go for something like Nevea, which is no, but no child's ever been named in history before. You know? They have to find something which they can legitimize to themselves, you know, mm -hmm. uh, by having been used in the past. And so th there's a, a point when names are sort of eligible for revival often that way when the a previous high point of them was about 90 years ago mm -hmm. because if it's a neighboring your grandparents generation you know the new parents 
associate it with gray hairs and wrinkles. And so Mm -hmm. they still think it's ugly sounding. (laughs) Where if it's their great-grandparents and their great-grandparent with the name died before they were 10 or so, then it can sound like, oh, cool and retro instead of ugly. Yeah, and you would and never do anything from your parents' generation because that's just uncool. That never, never from your parents' generation. Usually not from your grandparents, but your great grandparents. That's cool. You know. Yeah, and now people have more access to their family trees, whereas like yes. before the internet, they didn't. So uh, you know that gives them a lot of information. So I can use a name like August, which came from my great 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 grandfather. It really did, and I think that's cool now. Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> and obviously other people are too because August is trend. That, that that's right, and but that's also why. So often, you know, the the grandparents of new babies being born who get revival names have to bite their tongue because, <laughs> right. to, you know, to, it, it still sounds old and ugly to them. And they think, right. how can you name my grandchild that, you know? Well, my grandmother, Hazel, hated her name. She said it was ridiculous and she would never allow any of us to name an, a baby Hazel. And look where it is mm-hmm. now, right? I had a great aunt who is named after... Her aunt, who was, she was born in the 1880s and named after a woman from the 1840s, and her birth certificate name was Amanda Ethel. But she was always called Ethel, and she hated Amanda because to her, Amanda was the old, ugly name. <laughs> That's and so then, funny. And then when I first started into names, of course, it was back in the 70s, Amanda was, you know, this huge, right. pop, popular new name, and Ethel, yeah. nobody would ever no. think of naming baby no. So I want to talk about the anomalies on the charts. So I noticed that the name Christop, C-H-R-I-S-T-O-P, was on the charts for one year in 1989 yes. with 1,082 boys named Christop, and then it went away. Yes. What's up with that? That was That's a mistake. You have okay. to be on that, that, that's, that There was one state or region of Social Security that for that one year, when they reported their data to the National Social Security, truncated it to eight uh, letters, everything. And so okay. those are really Christopher's. If you look at the same year, you get also in your list, you get Alexander without the R. Oh, you know, or in okay. the male name, as well as Chris Top, because that's the same, that's the same year and the same thing, you know, is those mm-hmm. two things aren't real names there. That's what I thought. Some kind of digital back in 1989 when they were using the the room size computer. Yes, <laughs> yes. Something got cut off. Right? right. Something got cut off. That was that was that what that one year that somehow they've never corrected, you know, that they have that glitch uh, in their data. And the other thing, you know, I know that you were asking me about an email earlier uh, this week, of course, are the misgendered names. Yes, because there, there were so many what whoever typed in the data into the computer originally from the original old, you know, data when they first got computerized, which of course would have been many years after they first started putting together the social security data. Of course, sometimes people would make mistakes, you know, typing in the sex code, mm. which I'm sure was just one number or letter, you know, right. when they were typing, typing it into their data set. So all of the big things like, you know, you, you get on the boys lists, all of the, you know, big female names like Mary and Elizabeth and what whatever. Yeah. Mary was on the boys side from 1900 to 1972. So that is, a complete mistake. Yes, yes. And that's that that's just mistake in, in in typing in the sex code when they were originally putting the old data right. into the computer, you know. Yeah. 
So finally, since we're about a month away from the new list coming out for last year, mm-hmm. what are your predictions for the number one names for 2021? Do you think they'll stick or do you think they will change? Ah, uh, I think, I mean, if you, when you're talking about social security, the, the raw social security data where every spelling is a different name, you know, I'm pretty sure it'll still be Liam. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not quite sure about Olivia because, you know, partly just because the girls' names are more volatile. Right. And Olivia, I think, is a little bit maybe started into to its downswing. So it's still a good chance of being number. I think there's at least a 50-50 chance of Olivia still being number one for 2021. So for the baby names list um, for 2021, we had Oliver and Charlotte. Oliver and Charlotte, yes. But of course, you know, your list is from... That's from put on their favorite names list on your website. Right. Yeah. Uh, and of course, so it might be a couple of years out. I think you're pro- you are probably a little ahead of the curve there, and and you you know I probably less than it was when you started, but you probably still have some social class and ethnic stuff you know in there. Is that, is that people who are poor and people who are from certain ethnic minorities are probably a bit less likely to be on your site. Right. Now, I remember you asking me early back in the 90s about the makeup of our visitors because you were checking me on our stats. Oh, yeah. You know, and this was right when we opened. Uh-huh. Um, the, the data we were getting from our users, I believe you said, even back then, I mean, specifically back then, mm-hmm. that there was a socioeconomic skew for those who had computers even at the time oh, and yeah. internet access because then back then it wasn't everyone nobody had a smartphone and it wasn't affordable yes. so yeah you checked me back then too oh uh, oh yeah <laughs> but, and and do you do separate data for people from the US versus other countries no we don't we don't have that data Um, But, you know, what we have is like back when we started, we were about 80% United States and 86% female. But you might be surprised to know that right now we're at 49% U.S. based and 56% female. So our users are more diverse now in terms of geographic location, but we don't really track that. Yeah, that's certainly interesting, you know, and of course, and of course, there are some, you know, real different things if you look at the different, you know, English speaking countries, you know, and it's especially I don't know if you you have users that even aren't from English speaking countries, you know, now we do, but we have like 49% US, then UK, 9% though, UK. Yeah, it drops that far. Then 8% India, 5% Canada. 4% Australia, and then the rest. Wow. Um, So those are the top countries. Yeah, and I I really think that names moving from one country to another may happen a little bit more quickly because of sites like yours. Well, it's been a pleasure talking with you, Dr. Evans, as always. I really appreciate you joining us on the podcast. Thank you very much. It was a great pleasure to talk to you. 
I thought it was really interesting the way he talked about the staying power of the boys' names compared to mm-hmm. the staying power of the girls' names. And the girls' names were more volatile, I thought was right. interesting the way he put that. But that the girls' names changed more, in other words, than the boys' names. The boys stayed more specifically biblical. Right. Yeah, it's no surprise that all the biblical names have had staying power, obviously. But I think culturally, in American culture, I think parents are more likely to be creative with girls' names or more creative with girls' names. That's what makes the names churn a little more on the girls' side, is they can be a little more unique than the boys. So the good old fallback for boys is to use a biblical name because they're evergreen, right? Right. And they're also the juniors and the the thirds. Exactly. So a name gets propagated because they're named after their father or their grandfather. And And also, I remember when Zendaya first came out, you know, singing and acting. And it was really interesting because it jumped up to the charts. Right. Like immediately Mm -hmm. to the top at least the top 1,000, but I think it was even higher. And I remember going, Zendaya, where did this come from? And then, you know, now it just keeps going up higher and higher. Yeah, and the other thing that Dr. Evans mentioned is that the mass public, you know, the everyday person will use a name if they think it's unique and cool, but not too unique. Like nobody's going around naming their kid XAEA dash dash 12 or anything. Because Yet. that okay. Because that just draws ridicule. So it has to be like this happy medium where it's not too popular and it's cool and unique. But not too crazy. Soon people's names are going to be in code, like one zero 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 one 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 zero one. The government won't allow it because of the computer systems. I know from being a programmer, a lot of the name fields when you fill out a form is alpha. Not alphanumeric, it's alpha. But who knows? Uh-huh. Maybe usernames will become names in the distant future. All right, we're going to take a little break, and then we'll be back with Celebrity Baby News. And now it's time for Celebrity Baby News. Chris Brown and Diamond have made it official that they had a baby, making Chris now a father of three. They named their baby... Uh Uh-oh. Lovely Symphony with an I, Brown, and she was born back on January 7th, 2022. Chris Brown also has a seven-year-old daughter royalty with model Nia Guzman. His son, Aiko Kotori, A-E-K-O, was born in 2019 to model Amika Harris. Based on the girl's names chosen, he definitely is a fan of noun names and even broke the double noun rule and then triple he broke the spelling rule. <laughs> so remember, guys, even if you change a spelling, it's still a double noun. Now, I really wouldn't have minded it if symphony was spelled like the dictionary word, but it's spelled S-Y-M-P-H-A-N-I. And I don't like that. It's just a no. I mean, lovely is lovely. I don't mind lovely, and I don't even mind lovely symphony since it's classical music, and that's what I studied. But remember, also, she's going to be called Lovely Brown. 
Oh, it's a triple. So it's triple. Brown is an adjective. So it's a triple dictionary name. Interesting. Anyway, singer Bishop Briggs has announced that she's pregnant. She admitted that the baby will be born under the astrological sign of cancer. So that would be between June 21st and July 22nd. The musician who will be performing at Coachella this year announced the news in her third trimester. Some reality star news, Jen Saviano, who appeared on season 20 of The Bachelor, announced the arrival of her son with partner Landon Ricker. They chose the name of Wilder Reed, whose middle name is shared with his dad. Also a reality star, Sammy Cimarelli from Netflix's The Circle, had a baby with partner and actor Spence Moore II. They have decided to keep the name and gender of the baby private at this time. I have to ask you, have you watched The Circle? Let me tell you, I didn't think there'd be anything that would be worse than Big Brother in terms of a guilty pleasure, but the circle is like 10 times worse. So it's Big Brother, but all they can do is chat with each other. They're each in their own apartment. They're each in their own apartment? Yes. And they're in a building. And the only thing they can do is chat with each other. So the twist is that you can go in as a faker and pretend that you're somebody you're not. So Can you pretend you're someone famous? Yes. Somebody had already done that. They pretended they were, well, I shouldn't give it away. But okay, yes. (laughs) You can pretend you're somebody famous. But then they're automatically going to think you're a faker. Right. (laughs) Because it'd be like, yeah, sure, like that person's going to come on the circle, right? (laughs) Or, but it ended up being the personal assistant to this celebrity. So she knew him really, really well. So she knew all the facts because people could test you, right? But um, it is funny because they have like, they do flirting and have fake online relationships. And then at the end, they have to meet in person. And that's the funny part. Oh, okay. So anyway, it's worth watching, but it's kind of silly. All right. Athletes Julie and Zach Ertz have announced that they are expecting. Julie's a soccer player for the U.S. women's team and Angel City Football Club. Zach is a tight end on the Arizona Cardinals. Also pregnant is influencer Camilla Coelho with husband Icaro. Those are cool names. They announced that they are 23 weeks along as of April 4th. Okay, here's another double noun name violation. Entertainment Uh-oh. journalist Jason Kennedy and wife Lauren Scruggs have welcomed their baby on April 3rd and announced that they named him River Rhodes Kennedy. That's R Y V E R. R-H-O-D-E-S, Kennedy. What do you think, Jen? Well, again, you don't use your middle name a lot, so that's kind of irrelevant. But I don't like R-Y-V-E-R. It looks like a combination between rider and river, and people are going to say river. So I would have preferred it was spelled the dictionary way. Yep. Shia LaBeouf and Mia Goth welcomed their first child just a few months after the baby bump was first spotted by the media. They must have been good at hiding it. The couple is notoriously private, so we don't expect name or gender news anytime soon, but we'll keep our eyes and ears tuned just in case. Alec and Hilaria Baldwin are growing their family. Oh my gosh. I know. They haven't re- They should just change their name to Duggar and be done with I it. I thought about that. They haven't released any more news other than their seventh child will be due this fall i think it's kind of cool that they don't announce how the baby was conceived at least they didn't 
with some of their previous children, it seems more equal if you think about it. And what I mean... What do you mean? Yeah, what I mean by that is there's not one child who was conceived and one child who was... Well, they're all conceived, but... <laughs> <laughs> like, are some of them adopted or surrogate? Yes, but they oh, don't okay. mention how... They just say, okay, They don't differentiate. They don't differentiate. And I think that's actually kind of cool. Neat. Actress Scarlett Hefner, who played Pansy Parkinson in the Harry Potter movies, announced the birth of her twins with hubby Cooper Hefner, heir to the Playboy Empire. The twins were born on March 26th and are named, get this, Marigold and Blossom. Marigold Adele Hefner and Blossom Pearl Hefner. What is up with these double noun <laughs> names today? Also, Jessie Cave, who played Lavender Brown in Harry Potter, had a baby with her husband, comedian Alfie Brown. They named the baby Becker, but the gender has not yet been revealed. Country music singer Sam Hunt and estranged wife Hannah Lee Fowler mm. are expecting a baby girl. They have not decided on names yet, and their relationship status is definitely under wraps. We're going to give them a little privacy, but I would like to point out that Sam mentioned that he's blacked out two months at the end of May and early June to accommodate for the birth. I'm thinking it might take more than that to raise a baby, Sam. Wow. Singer-songwriter Darren Chris has announced the arrival of his first child with his wife, Mia Swire. They welcomed a daughter on April 11th. You ready for this one, Mel? Okie doke. Bluesy Belle. Chris, bluesy, B-L-U-E-S-Y. It's a dictionary word and an adjective, which means sounding like the blues genre of music. Well, bluesy Belle Chris. But Belle is a middle name, so she'll go by bluesy Chris, which I think sounds strange because Chris sounds like a male first name, although it can be a female first name too. Yeah, and plus, I don't think that's as much of an issue because... Darren Chris is famous, so the name Chris is famous. It's like canon, you know. You know who the dad is. And when it comes to Bluesy Bell Chris, I don't like Bluesy and Bell together, but Bluesy Chris sounds fine to me, actually. Sounds like boozy. But if you use the L, it's bluesy. <laughs> then it still sounds like boozy, but with an L. <laughs> I like bluesy. I think it works. Uh I say thumbs down. That's our opinion, folks, about Bluesy Bell. Next, rapper power couple Cardi B and Offset revealed the name of their son, born in September 2021. His name is Wave Set Cephas, W-A-V-E-S-C-T. The baby joins older sister culture Kiari Cephas, K-U-L-T-U-R-E, who will be four in July. Kiari is Offset's legal first name, meaning both kids' middle names are from their father. Yeah, interesting. Set is from Offset. Right, exactly. Genius. And And our our biggest story, pop star Britney Spears has announced that she is expecting the baby one more time singer is going to have a baby one more time. She took to Instagram to reveal that she and her fiancé, Sam Ascari, are expecting their first child together. 
Since ending her conservatorship, Brittany has been very open about wanting to have children. She revealed that during the conservatorship, she was required to use an IUD to prevent pregnancy. Mm-mm-mm. Brittany has two sons, Sean Preston, who's 16 already, and Jaden James, who's 15, with her ex-husband, Kevin Federline. Well, we wish Britt well on her new baby, and on her freedom to control her body. Mm-hmm. And now, our last segment is letters from you, our listeners. I'll go first. Hi, Jen and Mallory. For the Q&A for the podcast, here's my question. I'm 29 weeks pregnant, and my boyfriend and I have very different tastes for names. We're having trouble finding something we both like. He likes diminutive and, quote, baby-type names like Aida, Lily, and Stella. I hate those because I believe you have to picture the name on a resume. It has to be taken seriously. My major requirement is I don't want something too common, not in the top 50 names, but also something not too strange that is unheard of. We had a set name if it had been a boy, Donovan, but I find female names a lot harder to think of. Any tips or advice? Thanks, Liv. Okay. Well, first. Yeah, can I first of all? (laughs) Can I first of all, first, please? I think we're going to say the same thing. Aida, Lily, and Stella are not diminutive at all. Not in the least. No, not in the least. Maybe Lily because it has the Y ending, but they're all very sophisticated grown-up names, and I'm not sure how you're perceiving these as diminutive you know like poppy is diminutive birdie birdie baby anything that diminishes the female down to like being a child or baby-like or kid-like or small like pixie um or tiny those are diminutive (laughs) who names are baby tiny well i mean i'm just being obvious okay those are diminutive aida beautiful italian name Lily and Stella are not diminutive. You might hate those names for other reasons, or you might have seen somebody name their babies those names, but they're not diminutive at all. Um, As for what we can give you tips for, I would say check your family tree for names that you might like. Think about people who have influenced you in your lifetime. I'm not going to give you actual names because there's no way we can know all of your name preferences. And that's why it's hard to suggest names for other people because basically we'll be throwing spaghetti up against the wall. And I would like to say that I like the name Donovan and I think it's a very good alternative to the name Donald if it's a family name. Yeah, I love Donovan. You can call him Van uh, or Nova. I mean there's so many you don't have to Nova. Have, you don't have to call him Donnie, you know, there's or D, you know, or D Van <laughs> if you're being really cool. <laughs> oh yeah, that's cool, Jennifer. <laughs> but I like Donovan too. Um so So that's a good choice. And Donovan, of course, you know, Dr. Evans and I were talking about this. The V in the middle of a name is really Mm -hmm. trending right now. But Donovan is not trending. So it's kind of hopping on that trend, but still with a unique name. So I say 
take everything that went into picking Donovan and go back on the girls' side, and I think you'll find some really great girls' names. However, if you want to use Aida, Lily, or Stella, go for it. They're not diminutive. All right, you take the second one. My wife and I were looking up baby names for my daughter before she was born. Well, I hope so. And my wife picked out a beautiful name for her, and I can't remember the meaning of the name. Her name is Amaria Jason B. Why don't you spell it? J-A-S. No, I'm kidding. (laughs) Her name is Amaria. I-M-A-R-I-A. Okay. Well, I have a feeling that the reason you wrote us is because you couldn't find it on Google because I couldn't either. Um, But as far as I've researched, I did find the surname Imaria primarily found in Nigeria and Papua New Guinea, but the meaning is unknown. A similar name, though, is Imara, I-M-A-R-A, which is a Swahili name meaning strong, firm, or stable. And that's what you might be referring to. Now, there's Emeria, I-M-E-R-I-A, which is the feminine form of Emerio, originally from the Greek name Emeros. Now, in Greek mythology, Emeros was the son of Aphrodite, and he was basically a Cupid, shooting an arrow into people to make them fall in love. So from the etymology, it would mean love or burning desire. And I know those two are not equivalent, yes. And now, Emeria, I-M-E-R-I-A, is also a name of a plant that flowers, similar to a sunflower indigenous to South America. Amaria, A-M-A-R-I-A-H, is a Hebrew name, meaning Yahweh has said, or God has said. Now, the other possibility is that it's an elongation of the name Maria, the Latin version of the name Mary, with an I in front of it. But I'm sorry we couldn't find a direct meaning, but... I hope that helps. Maria. Oh, speaking of that, I just watched the new version of West Side Story and I loved it. So I got to watch it. Okay. Hey, Mel. Babynames.com is on TikTok and one of my posts went viral last week. Ooh, which one? You'll have to check out our TikTok to see at babynames.com with the D-O-T spelled out just like our other socials. Now, Miranda, Kate Fan, and I have fun creating cool name content on TikTok, so check out our channel. We now have over 11,000 followers and half a million likes. Half a million? Looking at it now, 10 cool gender-neutral names, celebrities who've changed their names, all about the name Vivian. Oh, that's cute. Millennial versus Boomer Name Associations. Yeah, we've done two of those so far and we're working on number three. Well, I'm going to like and follow so I don't miss anything from this cool channel. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that sounded so fake. <laughs> well, I'm going to like and follow so I don't miss anything from this cool channel. Maybe when you come visit, we can make some TikToks together. It sounds like fun. And guys, we'll be back next month with two, count them, two up episodes star wars names dropping may the 4th of course and the top names of 2021 from the u.s social security list make sure you subscribe so you don't miss these episodes boy i have a lot of work to do so let's sign off bye guys we love you and mal love you and see you next month love you guys